See, this is me. Boba Fett. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and we are on day 28 of 30 Days of Boba Fett. I remember on day like 4, 5, 6, I was like, do I know 30 things about Boba Fett? Uh, so it's been very exciting. It's been a great journey. We're almost there, guys. And for those of you, uh, I know there's a handful of people out there that have listened to or watched every single uh, video and podcast, whichever uh, avenue you choose to listen. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, so let's just keep this going. I love putting out regulated content. Uh, so I'm really hoping that we'll be able to, to manage more of that uh, moving forward. And so thank you guys for tuning in. And today's subject is Boba Fett's lightsabers. Yes, there in the past in Legends lore, uh, on multiple occasions, there are times that Boba Fett is uh, known to own and use lightsabers on a few different occasions. Uh, this isn't so unheard of. I know that uh, in the original trilogy, uh, it was very, very, uh, it was meant for the saber to be extremely rare. And not that they still aren't rare in current canon and in uh, in Legends, but when the original trilogy first came out, when A New Hope first came out, uh, George Lucas talked about the fact that it should be heavy, like it should be heavier than just a normal lightsaber, uh, or not just a normal lightsaber, but a normal weapon, a normal sword. It should be heavier than that, and and not just, uh, not just, you know, proverbially, not just hypothetically, not just as an allegory for the weight of the weapon, but physically, it should be um, heavier because of the power that it holds and things like that. And uh, that was supposed to be one of the reasons it was so incredible that Darth Vader fought with one hand, was it was supposed to be a sign of his power. And uh, in the original trilogy, we only ever see one other person besides a Force user uh, brandish the lightsaber. It was in Episode Five on Hoth, Han Solo, uh, ignites the lightsaber and, and not that somebody else doesn't hold it because there's other people that hold the lightsaber, but uses it, turns it on and, and uses it. Uh, you see Han Solo cut open the Tauntaun, uh, to hide Luke inside of there overnight during the freezing cold of Hoth before the battle of Hoth. Um, but since then we've had a, a couple of occasions, it's still rare, um, but at least a few occasions where characters use lightsabers that aren't necessarily force users. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, in Star Wars number 12 from 2015, there's an occasion where, uh, Princess Leia, who we know is force sensitive, but at the time had no idea. Um, she had no idea. I mean, uh, and Han Solo and Chewbacca, all three use lightsabers. This is in a canon comic, uh, Star Wars, the mainline comic line, number 12 from 2015. We also know that Sergeant Creel uh, from, I believe it's Scar Squadron, uh, also wields a lightsaber and was actually trained by Darth Vader. He was obsessed with pleasing Darth Vader and actually fought Luke Skywalker one-on-one -on -one in hand-to-hand -hand combat with lightsabers. Uh, this was also in the Star Wars mainline of 2015. And then, of course, uh, fan favorite is Mr. Pre Vizsla, who was voiced by none other than John Favreau himself. Uh, and he was the first person we ever got to see wield the darksaber. So it's not unheard of uh, that other people besides dark side users and light side users handle a lightsaber. But we have to realize that just because we see a ton of characters that we know 
and how Star Wars is portrayed to us, we see a lot of them handle lightsabers or we see a lot of Jedi. That doesn't mean that they are a common occurrence or that a lightsaber is a common occurrence either. So let's say that there are 50,000 Jedi at the height of the order. That's still, you know, a, a drop in the ocean compared to how many billions, if not trillions of, of sentient species and beings are out there in the galaxy. Just on planet Earth, we have upwards of 7 billion people, right? So imagine, I'm sure Coruscant is, you know, freaking 15 billion or something crazy like that. The whole planet is a city. So imagine there are so many billions of people and our favorite bounty hunter, Boba Fett, is one of them that has not just one, but a handful. And uh, we'll get into that. Something that's really neat that I wanted to show to you guys is uh, a company that you've probably heard of named Sideshow Collectibles uh, makes statues and makes, uh, they're like higher quality action figures. So they're expensive, but you're getting premium quality uh, in your in your collectible and they're larger. They're not 1 18th or 1 12th. They're usually 1 6th. They usually means they're about a foot tall. Uh, and they have one called the Mythos Boba Fett. And so basically this is kind of like um, your prime Boba Fett. Like what's the coolest look we could give him? So he's on Tatooine. He's got uh, some, some cloth over his armor to kind of protect him from the sand. He's got those cool trademark marks on the front of his helmet that we saw in concept art that Captain Rex ends up having in the Clone Wars. And something that's a really great touch is that he has lightsabers, actually three lightsabers, on his belt and uh, on the little advertisement, it says unique trophy lightsabers, obviously, because he's known for hunting Jedi. Uh, so in, in this mythos statue, obviously, it's not in a comic book or a, or a movie or a TV show or anything like that. This is just a really cool concept. They also have a mythos statue of Obi-Wan Kenobi when he's in the desert. Um, and I think the look that you see in that figure will be similar to what we'll see in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, but in Legends, there are at least two occasions that I want to highlight where Boba Fett himself owns and on at least one occasion even uses a lightsaber uh, that's something that he owns. And so the first one I want to talk about is from Star Wars Tales number 18, and it's from the story called Being Boba Fett. Uh, Star Wars Tales were stories that happened outside of uh, you know, what was known as canon. So almost the same way that Legends is now, this was the legends of George Lucas's Star Wars. So these were things that maybe they did happen. We don't know. It's kind of a floating thing, you know, they're, they're tales. Uh, but there's a really cool moment where in the beginning of this comic book, you're finding out, you know, Boba Fett's going about his routine, about his day. He's getting up, he's taking a shower, all these things. And uh, I guess in his apartment or his home or wherever, uh, it talks about the parallels of not being too attached to any one person because the life he lives is a dangerous and lonely one. And it was not lost on Boba Fett that his life uh, and some of its necessities was very similar to that of a Jedi, even though they were on polar, polar opposite ends of the spectrum of you know, quote unquote, good and evil, and that he basically hated the Jedi for what they did, taking his father away from him. But as he's getting ready in the morning, there's a really cool moment where you see uh, him say, uh, before their kind was made extinct, that is, talking about they were similar before they were extinct. And obviously he's kind of throwing a jab saying, but I'm still here. And in his living room, he's got a case. And now the, the way that the 
comic is drawn, you don't see the end of the case. You just see the, the left corner. We don't know how long this extends, but he has at least four lightsabers in there uh, from Jedi that he's tracked down and killed. So that's pretty cool. Uh, a more in-depth look at Boba Fett with the lightsaber is from the story Prey, which is also from Star Wars Tales. This is Star Wars Tales number 11, and there's an interesting story here, which actually has some cool backstory to Han Solo and Legends as well. There's a moment, which is obviously prior to uh, Episode 4, where they're talking about, it's actually Grand Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader talking about this deserter by the name of Han Solo. You might have heard of this guy. Uh, but it's pretty silly because if you're looking at the way that we know Star Wars now, we understand that there are just zillions of people in the Imperial Army. We understand that they're just like rats in the sewer. There's just a million of them and nobody really knows who they are. Uh, but in this comic, this is unrealistic, but it's kind of cool. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader having an argument over how to handle this deserter named Han Solo. They want to make an example of him. And Grand Moff Tarkin has actually hired Boba Fett and Vader saying, uh, I think that we should just hunt them down ourselves. And uh, so Vader doesn't like the idea of a bounty hunter being sent to do the Empire's work. And Tarkin saying, we've sent people after this guy. They never come back. So we're going to send somebody who we know is going to do a good job. Uh, so long story short, Darth Vader and Boba Fett are both on the trail of this deserter named Han Solo. And they basically turn a corner and somehow Han is slipped away. They turn a corner and Vader's got his lightsaber drawn. Boba Fett has his blaster drawn. And uh, Boba Fett says Vader and Vader says Fett. And there's not a mutual uh, respect like we've seen in so many other venues and other media between uh, Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Uh, they actually, Darth Vader basically attempts to cut him down just to get him out of the way so he can get this Han Solo character. And... Uh, there's a cool comic strip here I'll read to you where they're fighting with lightsabers and Boba Fett says, what's the matter? Surprised to see a lowly bounty hunter wielding such a fine and noble weapon. You're not the only one who's killed Jedi. And Vader says, you are not worthy to even hold such a blade. And they fight back and forth for a little bit. Of course, Vader ends up getting the better of Boba Fett. And, uh, but before either of them can really damage or, or kill each other, uh, Han Solo uh, kind of runs across them and Boba Fett tries to make a break for it, but Vader force throws him back into the wall and Vader turns to try to capture him. But before either of them can get to uh, Han Solo, he escapes and the story continues. And at that moment, I think the mutual respect that we see in Empire is kind of born. Uh, and so uh, this it's interesting because this must have been Obviously, like I said, Star Wars Tales is even outside of the canon of even what's considered legends now. Um, but if they were in a line, you would imagine that Boba Fett and Darth Vader have already had their duel over uh, the the suitcase that had the head of that witch in there from uh, the Star Wars Empire comics that we talked about early in this in this series of Thirty Days of Boba Fett. And so there's a a mutual respect, but kind of still some enmity there. They fight again, and then that's when Darth Vader goes, okay, maybe we should hire this guy next time we need something, which would lend to what happens in uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. So there's multiple occasions where uh, Boba Fett 
uh, kills a Jedi and takes the lightsaber. We know from that one comic that he has a collection of at least four, possibly more. And that Mythos statue, this guy's just rolling with three lightsabers. This is like whenever like Floyd Mayweather goes out in public and he's like, yeah, I got a bag with a million dollars in it just because. Like he's got a, he's got three lightsabers on his belt just going around the galaxy just because. Uh, and so that's pretty interesting. And then we know from the Star Wars Tales uh, number 11 that he even uh, tends to use the lightsaber. And so that's very interesting. Um, and we've seen other characters, characters like Finn, who we find out is Force-sensitive after the fact, um, but he holds his own up against Kylo Ren. Obviously, that's a hot subject because I think Kylo Ren should have tore him to ribbons, but that's neither here nor there for this series. Uh, but it's it's really cool to see one of our favorite characters, our, certainly our favorite bounty hunter, uh, carrying the weapon of a Jedi. And so it'd be very interesting to see uh, if that's something that can happen again, obviously we know Din Djarin has the dark saber and Bo-Katan wants it to rule over Mandalore. We know from the Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett doesn't really have any interest in Mandalore. Of course that could change. He didn't necessarily have interest in Mandalore and legends either before he was, uh, kind of pulled up onto the right track by Finn Shisa. So we'll see. Um, I guess my question for you guys is if you're watching this or listening to this, uh, sound off in the comments. Do you think we will see, Boba Fett use a lightsaber by the end of the book of Boba Fett. I would say probably no, but if I saw it, I would not be angry. It's one of those things that, uh, sure, there can be too much fan service, but I am definitely on the side of the fence that's like, but what is too much fan service? Because when if it's fan service of things I like, there can never be too much. So if we see dark, if we see a Boba Fett use the dark saber or another lightsaber that he just has in his arsenal, we know that he's been sent to hunt down Jedi before. We know that he's killed Wookiees before. We know that he's you know blown Boss's leg off before. So I don't really think there's anything that's outside of his repertoire. I don't think he would take on someone like Darth Vader, obviously one on one in canon. But uh, he's he's a hardened man, and I think that he's really. Uh, hurt some people in his past and who knows he may really have a lightsaber so let me know what you think will Boba Fett use a lightsaber would that ruin the character for you or would you just be like whatever Boba Fett wants give it to him I'm interested to hear your thoughts uh, so this has been day 28 of 30 days of Boba Fett Boba Fett owns at least four lightsabers and uh, that's what you call headcanon is there's all these different pools that you can uh, that you can grab and, and read from and learn from and believe and in my head canon, he still owns some of those lightsabers. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Chist Ascendancy. Please like this video, share it, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, stay with us. The Book of Boba Fett is, man, at this point, I'm recording. It's almost 8 o'clock in Houston. So that means uh, seven hours. So two days and seven hours until the Book of Boba Fett, guys. I can almost I can almost taste it. It's almost here. So thank you guys for tuning in. Stay with us for the next two days so we get to 30 days of Boba Fett. And then we'll arrive together on the 29th. Thank you guys again. And may the Force be with you.